0: but for like the trap cuz I redid the trap pedal that I had to make it like movie accurate. Yeah. Um and like the the good set of goggles that I did and that kind of stuff. I want to put that all in like one glass hmm. case. And like there's one on IKEA but it's sold out. So I'm looking for similar things.
1: Um mm. IKEA is going to be the best price.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Patience.
0: We'll see if it comes back.
1: Those damn Swedes will finally load up a <laughs> a boat and send some over.
0: Dance, monkey, dance. In this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance, I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm um, good. Everything back to normal in good old Orlando. Uh,
1: yeah, Gatorland's reopened.
0: I saw a video of that.
1: See? Yep.
0: I saw Savannah from Real Radio. Yes. Dressed as uh rainbow bright.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, she's she's now a gator wrangler.
0: Yeah, hey. Uh, life takes weird paths.
1: From Pinup to <laughs> Gator Wrangler. Yeah, hey. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's Florida.
0: <laughs> Still high as hell in October.
1: Uh, it's not bad and we're supposed to get in the 70s later this week. So
0: Yeah, we're getting down into the 60s. Nice. Like like 40s at night. It's winter. You know, it's close to it. It's definitely gonna feel like Halloween this year so that'll be good like days of old when I was a kid right
1: remember back that far oh yeah okay
0: yep my mom loading up everybody in the car after dinner and taking us to the rich neighborhood where they hand out full-size candy bars <laughs> and then just following us with the car oh yeah right when it gets too cold you throw a jacket on over your costume yep doesn't matter
1: or under your costume, which looks even worse.
0: <laughs> then you look like Randy from A Christmas Story. Right. Can't put my arms down. So, yeah. Very good. But a, uh, but it's not a happy occasion this week.
1: It's not. As
0: we have to say goodbye to somebody that's gone way too soon.
1: Yes. It was uh, very young.
0: Rubius Hagrid better known by his real name of Robbie Coltrane. Yep. Passed away this week. Um, and I don't know if you watched the reunion. I did. You did. So there is a there is a scene that they've been playing a lot r- since his death where he basically is like in 50 years these movies are going to be here. I won't be but everybody will still get to see Hagrid. So <laughs> it's it's poignant that he was able mm-hmm. to like give an interview where he could express what the character meant to him. Right. So, but his career goes all the way back to
2: 1979.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at his IMDB where he has... He, he did a movie in 1982 called Scrubbers where he played a character called Puff Guts. Okay. Yeah. Um. He also did a TV series where his... Character name was thirty five T. I'm assuming that most of this was in England, but you know. Yes. He did a couple episodes of the young ones, if anybody's familiar with that. He did National Lampoons European Vacation in nineteen eighty five as Man in the Bathroom. <laughs> which some is, great roles. Which is where he comes in and Ellen is in the tub and she's got the thing over her eyes and mm he's whistling the same thing that Clark was whistling and then he goes to get in the tub with her and she like flips out Um, trying to see what else he was in Black Adder's Christmas Carol yep the spirit of Christmas he
1: did a movie with Eric Idle called nuns on the run mm-hmm,
0: 1990 yep Uh, the Pope must die he played the Pope He was in The Adventures of Huck Finn. I mean, he did a bunch of stuff. Uh, And then in 2001, he was Hagrid in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer Stone. But he also did, like, he was in Oceans 12, and um, he did a couple of James Bond films. It wasn't just, like, he's known for one thing. He's he's done quite a bit. Mm Mm-hmm but they did they never they didn't say what he died of he just that he had passed away um but apparently he had been confined to a wheelchair for a while oh really yeah the initial the initial report that I saw said at nineteen ninety nine but that can't be right because the first Harry Potter wasn't out then, and he was still making lots of content um so that must have been a typo or something
1: yeah because he was working a lot from 99 to almost 2020
0: yeah i mean he never stopped working yeah um but like in the in the uh reunion he's seated and you can tell that like I think there's shots of, of Daniel Radcliffe coming up and talking to him and stuff and he's he's seated there and he doesn't get up and But I mean he even returned in 2019 for the the uh Roller thing coaster? At Universal, yeah. Yeah. Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. So lots of videos of Potterheads At the theme parks, raising their wands and umbrellas and stuff. But. He'll be missed.
1: Yes, he will. Did
0: you ever see the video of, like, the weird animatronic head that they sculpted for the body double for Hagrid?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: It's very unsettling. I mean it It's Robbie Coltrane's face stuck on like an animatronic mm, and the dude would wear it for like background scenes and stuff. It's very strange, right
1: movie magic,
0: yeah hey look if it's kind of if it's kind of blurry in the background, you can get away with a lot. <laughs>
1: Or if your camera moves are fast enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So that's that's two down. Last week we had Angela Lansbury and now Robbie Coltrane. So mm-hmm. who do you think number three is going to be?
1: Mm, Kirk Douglas.
0: Is he still alive?
1: <laughs> I was just wondering that. Didn't he... Oh yeah, he died two years ago, <laughs> so it won't be him.
0: And we probably, probably talked about it.
1: Probably, well, <laughs> you know, uh, they're dropping like flies.
0: Lots of shits happened in the last two years.
1: Uh, Bob Barker is still nine. He's ninety-six.
0: Uh oh. Isn't there like an official death pool somewhere?
1: Uh, there's a lot of them.
0: Celebrity. deathpool Let's see from ranker
1: Yes uh, Elizabeth II is number 3 I <laughs> think they should probably update this
0: Yeah probably So they have Barb Barker and Marcia Hunt
1: Oh, Marcia Hunts. yeah. She's 102.
0: T- Tony Bennett's number five and Vladimir Putin is number six.
1: Yeah, I do see that. That's weird. Is it who you want to die? Oh, and like Mikhail
0: who? Gorbachev is on here and he just died. Don't they have like a like a updated one?
1: Oh, Benedict is number
0: 11. Uh, well, on net, Dick Van Dyke is, he, is number one.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, but Angela Lansbury was
0: was three. Number but, four now it's in red so I'm wondering whether or not yeah okay so I guess yeah. if, if they die they get put in the red because Loretta Lynn is on there oh wow I don't know who June Brown is
1: EastEnders she's uh, a Brit
0: Jimmy Carter's number nine I don't know if I'd call him a celebrity though
1: uh, he's known in certain circles
0: <laughs> for peanuts for peanuts and beer Mm. So we'll have to see who uh, who's the next to go.
3: Oh, the
1: Unabomber is eighty years old. He's wow. number twenty-three.
0: It's weird that like it's not by age. It's I guess it's by like who you think's gonna go. Right. I mean, I don't know half of these people to be tr- To be honest, Joss Ackland is ninety-four. Holy shit! Who? He was um, he was an actor. He played the bad guy in Lethal Weapon Two. Oh, okay. Um, and then he was like in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and I think he was in Hunt for Red October. Hmm. Um. But yeah. right here huh
1: huh what What? where are you at
0: are you dying are you on the are you on the list
1: oh am i on the list no i'm not on the list yet okay No, to appear on the list you have to be famous enough that it would be reported in the uk
0: oh is that what it is yep oh okay All right. Risky click of the day is something called stiffs.com. Uh oh. Okay. It's just another difficult thing.
1: Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could have been dicey.
0: It was a risky click for sure. A risky click. Risky click. So I would say that this week's. Television might have been my favorite week for TV in a long time.
1: Uh, there was some good stuff.
0: Everything that I watched was was above average for for genre TV. Hmm. Um. I don't know where you want to start. I don't know what.
1: Your choice. <sighs> I've seen it all.
0: All right, then let's let's start with She-Hulk. Okay. Um She Hulk finale this week, episode nine, went in a direction that I would not have called in a million years. Um quite possibly when you talk about breaking the fourth wall, this is the most break broken fourth wall that you could get. Mm-hmm. Um t- <sighs> It's interesting because all of the things that we thought were important up until this point in the story get kind of taken nothing. away. I mean, yep. absolutely nothing. And to the point where um they stop the show and make you think that the, you've gone back to the Disney Plus homepage and then all of a sudden she Hulk starts kicking out of her show. And winds up in the real world. And going to the writer's room of She-Hulk. Um I would never have pitched that in a million years.
1: Nope. Nope. It was just so clever and it was so much solidifying her place in the Marvel Universe in that she really had no impact whatsoever on anything else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Nope. Nope. Until
1: she shows up on Daredevil.
0: (laughs) There was um there's a robot named Kevin who is Mm -hmm. supposed to be a play on Kevin Feige who even has a little brim like a hat that which apparently was a source of contention in the writer's room. (laughs) <laughs> because they wanted a full-blown hat and Kevin Feige was like I've got a problem with that and to which I guess the head writer said that's your problem with this like of all the other stupid stuff that we're doing that's right. your problem and he was like well yeah it shouldn't have a hat could it have a brim of a hat and he goes oh sure I guess that would be okay and that's how they settled it right Um. so I had also read something that that was not originally the ending to the show. Okay. That there was supposed to be a big fight with Abomination and Titania and little dude that gets turned into a Hulk and Bruce coming back. Basically what you see her when she says, hey, stop it. Yeah. That they couldn't get to work okay and that this was the compromise on how to deal with a show that they couldn't really go back and get those people to refilm stuff because right. then it jumps to the end of the fight when right. she goes back th- that's the end of it so you don't see anything else so it could have been a Hail Mary of this isn't working what do we do well, what if we just kind of rewrote the ending? And that's why there's all that stuff in there about like, could you change back off camera? It's right. It's, it's too expensive to do, and the CGI team's on to something else. Yes. It's because that's like that could be verbatim that like, well, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Like, we've got one guy that's got the She-Hulk model. Like, we can do this, but he's not going to have a whole lot of time. So I don't know what's, what the truth is. I'm hoping that there's kind of um, an explanation to it in the making of whenever they release that. Right. Um, because they were really candid about in the Doctor Strange one that, like, this is not the movie we set out to make. We changed a whole bunch of it, and this is what we got. So they're, they're out there enough to hopefully, like, be honest about it. And I mean, if it was like that's what they wrote towards that would be fucking amazing right but at the same time everything else is not everything else that that we talked about and tried to figure out what this all meant just meant nothing right so it's that's a little weird to me that that's the way that they ran with it but who knows
1: yeah and now uh Tatiana Maslany is saying she's she's not real hopeful for a season two. Oh really yeah
0: I mean everything that I saw of everybody that was like oh I don't know if I like She-Hulk said that, that the finale was like the best Marvel TV that they've ever seen mm-hmm. so I could see them still using this as a springboard for other characters and hopefully she does show up on Daredevil Sure. Because now we got Hulk's son with the weird haircut. Yes. And everybody's talking about. And
1: he he looks like the 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 lesbian sister from Encanto.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Big straw, big straw, strong uh, jawline there.
0: There you go. So yeah, it's a uh, it's an it's an interesting proposition. To use something like this in order to like scars just on Earth now, so you know they don't really have to introduce him again, except if you didn't watch She Hulk, right? But you know, and that may just be a way to get um, what's his name? Like can I think of his name? Mark Ruffalo. To to have him step back a bit, um, so he can go do other things. Sure. Um, now that there's be another Hulk to to go around, and they just announced too that Harrison Ford is going to be stepping into the Ross role. Uh, in Friends? No.
1: Oh, in the Friends movie?
0: Yes, in the Friends movie. Because <laughs> he really likes Rachel. Yes. Um, in the in the Thunderbolt Ross role uh, so that they can do Red Hulk with him oh yes which I gotta assume that Harrison Ford right now when the phone rings is just asking what size the truck is that's gonna back up and drop off the money right because he went from like I don't really know if I want to be involved with like genre stuff anymore to all he does is genre stuff now right I don't know if he needs to leave a little nest egg for Callista and the kid, <laughs> or what. But you know, it it feels like he just was like, just back the money truck up, and we'll go from there.
1: Well, good for him.
0: My people will count it, and if it's big enough, we'll we'll call, call you back. Right.
1: <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah. So after She Hulk, mm-hmm. we had Andor. Yes. Andor is getting very good.
0: This was the episode that I was expecting last week. Yeah. Um, this felt gigantic and it felt small and it felt like a season finale. Mm hmm. All in one. Um,. You know, and one of the things that I really, really appreciate about this show is that they don't, they're not force-feeding anything to the audience. Right. They don't assume you're stupid. They don't assume that, like, like you can't get inferences from stuff. They did the whole thing in the first couple of episodes where you get um, the flashbacks with no subtitles. Right. And so you're you're forced to figure out what's going on. And it seems like with 12 episodes, they're doing three episode arcs of things. Like the first three is one contained little storyline of him, his kind of introduction and him leaving the, the planet. And then the next three are the heist. So it'll be interesting to see where the next couple of episodes go and what kind of story they're going to tell with that. Right. Um, but everything about this from the acting to the plot to the visual effects are so well done for like TV star Wars. Oh yeah. It's way above almost everything else. Yep. Without needing like lightsabers and Jedi and like everything else to show up. So I'm, I'm really digging this show. The, the, the shots of the tie pilots getting into the fighters Mm-hmm. from above and like swinging the doors open and like getting in I was like oh my god this is amazing and then the the stuff in the atmosphere the different colors mm-hmm. and them trying to fly through it um, it's it's just fucking amazing the, what they're doing on, on like a weekly TV show right so um and i i do like that one of one of the things that they didn't really talk about like so we had talked about like most of the people were going to die on his team like they they kind of seemed like they weren't as important as andor so like we thought a couple of them were going to go in the raid which they did um but what i liked was that the raid wasn't necessarily about the money they knew that they weren't going to get all of the payroll into the ship right but the idea that a small rebellion could hit the empire and make it galactic news was what the entire thing was about
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and the fact that like you know that that was never mentioned it was always about the heist and always about getting the money. But at the end it was like, well, no, it was about sending a message. It was about sending a message that they can be hit. And, you know, just all of that, like, it's kind of blew me away. Right. So I'm super excited for the rest of the season. And then next season.
1: Yeah. I mean, super well done. It, it feels like the original trilogy. It doesn't feel like the sequels or prequels.
0: Right. It doesn't even feel like, like Mandalorian stuff. Right. L- like it's so far removed from anything that's Star Wars. Mm hmm. I mean, if it wasn't the Empire versus the Rebellion and you knew the Cassian Andor, if, if you didn't know that character, like they could just change everything and it would be just as good. Like if you had an oppressive government that these people were fighting against I mean it would be the same thing and I I do think for as much as the volume gets praise and I think it's a great tool Mm -hmm. doing stuff outside on actual locations I don't think there's anything better for Star Wars oh definitely I mean when you see them up on the dam and like the TIE fighters flying over and stuff. It's just like that's what Star Wars is, is meant to be. Mm-hmm. The, the volume's great for, like, spaceships and stuff and not having to the, the blue screen anything, but just something about, like, them diving off of a, of a uh, dam in order to get down to the bottom so that they could make their rendezvous just... I don't know. It just makes it look so much better. Mm-hmm. I still have a problem with some of the guns, but, you know. Yeah. That, the there
1: were some glaring, lazy prop choices <laughs> that popped out to me. The Polaroid camera, for one.
0: Yeah. But, see, here's here's my thing. I think only, only a certain part of the people watching knows what that is. Sure. It's like the guns that they made for star wars like right like people looked at those and were like oh those are german machine guns right we looked at them and went oh they're blasters so i think it's the same thing because my kid wouldn't know that that was a polaroid yeah so i think
1: that's it maybe maybe every you know it goes back to them using camera flashes for lightsaber hilts and yeah it's just the logical progression
0: i mean the AK-47s, though, are a little strange <gasps> still. Yes. Especially when they're firing laser bolts. I mean, it's not like they're <laughs> firing different ammunition. They're blasters. But why would you choose that? Like, it just feels weird. hmm But, I mean, the storytelling's making up for it, so what are you going to do?
1: <sighs> Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'm still waiting for Saw Gerrera to make his appearance.
0: Oh, it's got to be soon. Yeah. I would I would assume that one of the next three little chunks is... Cassian didn't know Saw in Rogue One. Right. So I don't think that he's going to be part of that.
1: I wonder if it would be a standalone. Possibly where you you go away from Andor for a while and you see the other players in the Rebellion come together.
0: I mean, it's definitely not like Disney Star Wars TV has never done that before. Uh, right. I mean, there's right. there's two whole episodes of, of Boba Fett that doesn't have Boba Fett in it. So, <laughs> you know, Andor not being an Andor is is not a stretch. Right. So... It would be interesting to to do more of the rebellion. Um, you know, maybe bring in other characters that you've seen cuz this is this is somewhere around the time of Rebels, right? Uh
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz cuz Rebels kind of ends before New Hope.
0: Yeah, so like they could, they could, you know, have the ghost show up somewhere, um, even if it was just kind of a like a background thing for the rebellion, right? Um, you know, I'm still expecting Jimmy Smith to show up at some point. Um, I'm still expecting to see maybe the Emperor at some point, right? You know there's all these people that are there that they could start bringing in you know they've done the the kind of intimate stories of andor so you know opening it up with mon mothma and luthan and all those people i think there's there's the ability to bring in legacy characters Mm -hmm. and a bigger role sure as long as they don't end up on Tatooine, I'm I'm fine. (laughs) I mean, if there's an opening where Andor is working on Tatooine for Jabba the Hutt, and he's catching a ride on the Millennium Falcon, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that.
1: Oh, you'll get over it.
0: (laughs) Will I, though? What if I take that to my grave, going,
1: why? Well, we do know that there's a a imperial base called uh crate head and the crate dragons are on Tatooine that's true although there was really no indication that there was any kind of imperial uh activity
0: on on Tatooine yeah
1: I mean they were they were patrolling but they didn't have a base there per se right
0: no, I always assumed that all of the sand troopers that you see on the surface of Tatooine in the first movie were sent down. Yes, by Darth Vader to go get it, to, go, to go get the plans. Right, um, and they didn't know they were droids until they got to the escape pod. And mm-hmm. um, the only time that you ever saw any kind of sign of a presence was. And the Mandalorian, when he goes back and there's, there's the helmets on the, on the pikes as if like whatever, whatever was right. there had been run over by the people there Yep. as like, you're not welcome here, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever, that was, that was always the, the point of Tatooine was it was so far out that the, the, the. Empire didn't care.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to the future of where this is going and where the next, uh, offshoot. I, I would really like to see a live action, um, uh, bad Batch, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yes.
0: I think they could bring in one or two of them. Yeah. As like being aged up into like modern time and using tomorrow Morrison. Right. Um, otherwise, you'd have to like do total head replacement of a younger tomorrow Morrison and we're still not there yet for that yep like visual effects wise that's a big ask for a visual effects team for several episodes I mean like they could do do it aren't you reading any of that stuff online where the VFX people are like they're spreading us too thin
1: Mm, whatever the more you complain the easier it is to replace you
0: Oh, yeah I don't know that's a lot to that that's a lot to replace though yeah so
1: did you finish power of the rings? yes, oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, another
0: stellar TV show this week.
1: Oh, my God. What an amazing way to wrap up the first season. Yeah. I mean, I loved it when the three priestesses go after the the guy who falls, and they tell him that, you know, call him Lord Sauron, and he's like, no, I'm good, (laughs) and then he kills him.
0: So I would just like to say that I called... I called who the real Sauron was weeks ago. Yes, you did. Um, It is the dude that was traveling with uh, Galadriel. Yep. Um, And he's, he,
1: it's not like he was awakened. It's like he, he knew who he he
0: was. He knew exactly who he was and he knew why he was there and stuff. And, um, you know, and it's all to get the, I guess the know-how, the smithing know-how to create the one ring. Yeah. um, And put that all into place and stuff. Although I thought, when I read Lord of the Rings 20-something years ago, I thought that Sauron created all of the rings. And handed them out anonymously. Because even in the movies, there's that thing about, like, Eleven were given to men, and three were given to the elves, and nine were given right. to the, the the dwarves. Yep. But in this, the the elven rings are made by the elves. Right. So I don't know if they're playing fast and loose with it, or if that was the way it always was, but...
1: So whose ring is precious?
0: That's Sauron's. That's that's, Sauron's that's ring. the okay. one ring that's supposed to rule them all. out to rule them all. Yeah. Mm, and like okay. I guess that ring in Sauron's hands would corrupt the elves in a way to corrupt kind of like the the men who became um, the Nazgûl. Yep. And so I guess that was that's the point of the ring. But then it gets chopped off by a and who we've actually met, so right, you know, is this going to wind up in that big battle? I don't know. Yeah. Um. And there's they didn't while while we know it's a wizard. Yes. We don't know which wizard is the dude that fell out of the sky. Yep. So um, I'm I'm trying to figure that one out as well.
1: He he could definitely be be uh. Christopher Lee.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there's even a bunch of wizards that you never met in the movies that it could be as well.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, they did an amazing job of wrapping this up, and that was such a satisfying season end.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: You know? it, it, It answered questions, it set up the future.
0: It really, like... You can see where they spent the five hundred million dollars or whatever it was. Yes. Like it really was that good. And I know there's a lot of people that didn't like season one. And I guess I guess they've come out and said, look, if you don't like season one, you're going to love season two. So just stay with us. Right. Although that could just be a. You know, to get them the tune back in. But
1: yeah, that too. But.
0: I mean, it's weird because like Amazon is such a hit and miss with their programming.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like they have these little spurts of genius. You have like the boys and Invincible and this and like the Reacher shows really good. And then you get nothing for months. Right. And then it's like, oh, we got to go back to Amazon because now this is on again. And it's just this weird thing of like, I understand like. $500 $500 million is a huge commitment and um, the visual effects is done by like 30 different effects houses and it's all like stellar work and all this stuff but if they were to pass that money around a bit it feels like they could do better shows more often Yeah. than like big temple stuff but I mean at least they're getting their money's worth
1: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, every every penny you see on screen.
0: Yeah, and even like lots of times you can see in regular Hollywood TV shows and movies, towards the end, you start to see the cracks in the deadlines and where things yeah. are not quite as good as the beginning and like things don't really jive if you're doing stuff, but I mean, there are shots between the Harfoots and the wizard where you know that it's, it's either forced perspective or they're, they're comping it in with moving cameras and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's so well done. It's really hard to see how they're doing it. Right. You know, there's, there's scenes where they're together and it's like, You can both, you can see both of their feet, and you can see how they're interacting with the ground and nothing looks like it's, it's scaled to be different. Like all the interaction is right. So I, at some point I'm like, I don't know how they're doing this. And that's really rare these days. Mm -hmm. So that I'm really impressed with.
1: Yeah. So, um, lots to look forward to.
0: Yeah. I I did watch Wolf by Night.
1: Yeah. what Would you think?
0: I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked. Um, I liked the creature designs of both the werewolf and the the other one. I I don't know what A to swamp, call that one. Swamp Thing. Is it Swamp Thing?
1: It's not Swamp Thing. It's DC's version of Swamp
3: Thing.
0: Okay. Um, I like the fact that it was violent, that they didn't kind of hold back with like, oh, well, it's a Halloween special, so we're not going to do blood or anything. Right. When it was like, no, it's a werewolf and he's going to kill people. And as a matter of fact, he's going to kill so many people. There's going to be so much blood on the lens that you can't really see what's going on. <laughs> um, I thought it was a super great effort from Michael Gianchino, who. Yeah. Who's not known as a director. Yeah who is known as a as a a composer that this is what he could do with what he had so i'm i'm kind of interested to see what he does next yeah but overall i i really enjoyed it i thought you know i'd like to see more of these kind of one-offs from marvel Mm -hmm. like an hour long like here's just a story we're gonna tell Um, I liked that it was mostly in black and white.
1: Except for the very end.
0: Except for the very end. Yeah. Which I was a little thrown at first with the somewhere over the rainbow Mm -hmm. cue. And I was like, wait, what are we trying to say here? Yeah. And then it was like, then it felt like oversaturated. And I was like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. It could have totally been left in black and white with just the red of the Bloodstone. But um yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought that, that was that was Stellar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean the casting was great. Kirk Thatcher. Yeah. Who, you know, you know is the punk on the on the uh the bus. Yep. From Star Trek. Uh Harriet Harris. She's just she'll give it her all. <laughs> I liked the animatronic uh the hunter who died,
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: it it was so so horribly done,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like a uh like fun house animatronic,
1: yeah, well, and I think that was kind of the
0: yeah. point, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, really well done um obviously, there's potential for these characters to go forward,
0: well, some of them some of them the ones that don't get eaten, yes. Man thing, that's what the other one is called. Yes. Okay. Swamp thing, man thing,
1: man thing, swamp thing.
0: Yeah, that comes from the.
1: Namor, Aquaman.
0: Yeah, that that comes from DC and Marvel pissing on each other, trying to mm-hmm. you know. Oh, oh, they just came out with with Swamp Thing. All right, well, let's do one. We'll call it Man Thing. Yep. So yeah, uh, it's. And, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the main werewolf guy, he was the voice in, like, Coco or something, wasn't he?
1: Gail Garcia Bernal? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's done a lot.
0: Well, that's the only place that I know him from. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I want to see Marvel continue with this. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, there's probably very little you would have known him from.
0: Oh, the the main werewolf guy?
1: Yeah. Y tu mama tambian? El ojo en la nuca? Fidel?
0: I didn't watch Old, which was an American... Uh, I saw Coco, so that's kind of where I knew him from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, none of this other stuff. Yep. I mean, I thought he was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you found a new sitcom to watch yet?
0: I'm still working on Miracle Workers. Okay. I'm most of the way through season two.
1: In season three, Todd is there from She-Hulk. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. Just as annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you been watching Halloween movies since we're getting to the spooky season?
1: Uh, well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> this,
0: this is not scripted. Go ahead.
1: Yes. So I watched a movie. That I'm really not sure what the hell I watched.
0: Uh-oh. Have
1: you seen Nope
0: by yes. Jordan Peele? Yes, I have. I I. Uh, <laughs> I love Nope. What was your problem with Nope? Really? Yeah. I hated the design of the creature. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's it's meant to be abstract and like nothing you've seen It was abstract,
1: before. but I, I don't know. I did not understand it. It, it becomes this big flowering vagina
0: thing at the end. Uh,
1: it eats the balloon guy and that's how it dies.
0: Yeah, it... it and where's
1: the monkey? Pops. I wanted the monkey to be, be behind all of this.
0: The monkey gets killed. Oh, that's right. The monkey gets shot.
1: Well, maybe it's all about him trying to bring the monkey back to life. <laughs> I mean so Steve Wynn was kind of wasted.
0: It is a um what's the word I'm looking for? Shitfest? No. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a a commentary on Hollywood.
1: Yes it is. On
0: yes. On the way that they treat people and the use of technology to cut people out. Mhm. Um, about the African-American experience inside Hollywood and things like that Um, but the I don't know I really thought that with as different of a movie as it was mm-hmm. it really I really liked it I really was like this is this is super cool this is not something that that you see in every movie um, they created an, an entirely new way to do day for night. Sure. Um, so that they could get the, the shots of the alien, I guess, I guess his name is Jean Jacket. I think that's the alien's name and. <laughs> okay. Um, because they, they named it after a horse that it ate or something. Oh, um. Right. But I mean, right from the beginning, there's this this whole thing about, like, um, Keith David, David Keith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, he's billed at like the third person on the cast list,
1: and he's dead within how how soon? In like two minutes. Uh, yeah.
0: And so it's this it's this thing of like, okay, they're some sub- they're subverting expectations. They're they're kind of setting this up to be uh, like this mystery thing. But like some of the shots were fucking incredible. Like the 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 raining blood on the house in the middle of the rainstorm mm-hmm. looked fucking amazing. Like the whole idea of like, don't look it in the eye. If you don't look it in the eye, it's not going to you know, it's an animal. It's not. Um, it's nothing that you, you can deal with like face to face and you get all these little things of like. The dude on the motorcycle who's from TMZ who yes. is going after it with cameras and so he eats it. And like like the the director um who shows up with the analog cameras and stuff mm-hmm. and he goes out because he's looking at it too. And like I don't know. It was just such a different type of movie that I really I really liked it. So we'll have to agree to disagree on nope.
1: Yeah, I really didn't like it.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. Okay. Uh,
1: The other thing I watched is the Tom Cruise version of The Mummy.
0: Oh, why?
1: Oh, my God, it's horrible. Because there's all those interviews with Brendan Fraser now, and he's saying (laughs) how, you know, Tom Cruise's movie sucked because it wasn't fun. It's like, oh, my God, he nailed it.
0: And uh, so you said, well, I need to see for myself.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> OK. I wanted to see how it compared.
0: OK, I can see because
1: that. this was I, and I understand why Universal made this movie and included Dr. Jekyll. Uh,
0: right. I mean, they were, they were hoping to start a dark universe.
1: Yes. They were going to bring back the, the, the legendary horror of the forties and fifties yeah. and update them. Um,
0: and they, to the
1: modern day and it was not well done. And they it was, fell flat on their faces. Yeah. 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 The, the whole thing with the, the ghost guy who's appearing, I don't know, in his dreams or in his head yeah it was yeah it was just bad one point there are zombie knights templar
0: <laughs> yeah it's
1: like what 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 am I watching <laughs> yeah not good not good oh but something that is good yeah is interview with a vampire
0: the tv show
1: the tv show okay i don't know if you ever read the novels
0: I didn't read the novels. I saw the the Tom Cruise Brad Pitt film.
1: Yeah, don't don't consider that to be any part of reality. Okay. Um. It it switches things up a bit. It it cuts out a lot of Lestat's backstory because that's kind of a big part of it. You know, he's 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 I. He turns his mother into a a vampire at one point and. Um this kinda of updates it to like early nineteenth century New Orleans. Uh Lewis, who was played by Brad Pitt in the movie, is African American. Okay. And it it's very true to period in, in an almost uncomfortable
0: way. Oh, okay.
1: You know, there's a lot of big fat white guys with drawls using the N word. <laughs> hmm. Um but the way they're they're pulling it together is just really well done so far. Um, it takes place um, twenty years after the first book, with when Lewis gets back in touch with the same guy who interviewed him for the for the book. Okay. And he wants to you know tell him the rest of the story.
0: So you don't get a rehash of the movie.
1: You do not get no. Interesting. No, not at all. Not at all. It starts with Lewis's story. Okay. Um Eric Bagosian plays the interviewer and he's he's just great. Okay. He's great. I'm three episodes in. Um but just really well done with the concept of vampiric love. Okay. Um, whereas it's like you Lewis and Lestat are lovers but the it's a bloodlust. Okay. Um so it's it's I would check it out if, if you have any interest in seeing how the story should be told. And I guess AMC has bought the Anne Rice catalog because they have another series on the Mayfair witches too, so <laughs> so maybe we'll see, you know. Interview, and then Lestat, and the whole series.
0: Well, they need something for when Walking Walking Dead Dead? goes off the air.
1: Yeah. I saw, like, a trailer of clips for the next season. Yeah, Are there people in, like, Iron Man-looking armor? Mm, Or is it one of those AMC trailers where they're throwing just a bunch of images from other programs into it
0: well they're now at um, the Commonwealth the Commonwealth okay And so the Commonwealth soldiers have armor okay and so they're they're mostly dressed in white and black and then the main guy is like red and black so maybe that's what you're saying
1: okay okay
0: um, but now apparently I guess there are zombies that can climb ladders and open doors yeah and it's like oh that's kind of late in the game to be starting to do this bullshit but whatever
1: right yeah i'm not going
0: back Uh, i'm more morbidly curious whether or not they bring rick back at the end to tie some shit up
1: don't you think they have to?
0: You would think so. I mean, they they fumbled the ball so hard on the Rick Grimes thing. Right. That they've got to do something to close it out with him and, like, Michonne and their kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine them ending everything without him coming back to at least get his kids. Right. Like that would be weird. I mean, it's already like six or seven years after he disappeared. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think they they fucked that up royally. So,
1: yeah, I think it went on too long. It I did. think they got lost. <laughs> you know, the writers got lost and then and it became like lost
0: and then it became like lost. and Now, nobody Where wants to just, watch it.
1: Yeah, they're just throwing all kinds of shit out there to see what, you know, hey, let's try this.
0: They're not dead, but they're dead.
1: And the bad guy used to be a country
0: singer. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Yep.
1: I'm surprised there was not a tie in where somebody recorded an album. Has uh beta's.
0: Oh, alter ego. yeah. I don't know. From what I understand though, there were songs that were played by that character in like the other walking dead show
1: oh really yeah wait which wait which one
0: fear the walking dead is that the other one yeah they had a thing where like somebody was listening to a CD or something and it happens to be that guy and so like he was on the cover and so like there was this weird tie in between the two shows and right I don't know if they ever released the music or whatever Hmm. but I don't know So I watched, I did my yearly viewing of The Shining this week. Okay. um, Just as a Halloween prep. Um, Shining is one of my favorite films. It's probably on my top ten. Uh-huh. But for some reason this time, I started to look at things because, like, it's always been said that, like, nothing in The Shining is out of place. Like, Kubrick went to the extremes of, like, If something was missing in one scene, it was, there was a purpose to it. And then I started to look at stuff like, and this is stupid. And this is probably me just over overthinking things. Okay. But like towards the end of the film, they've been at this hotel for quite a while and they're drinking milk. And I'm like, how long (laughs) would milk stay good for?
1: Right, right.
0: They're making sandwiches. I'm like, how long would bread be good for? I mean, I you could probably freeze it, I guess. But what, like, th- that kind of shit. And like I said, I know it's stupid and I'm overthinking it. But looking at stuff like that, I just, like, I can't wrap my head around sometimes of, like, because I've seen the movie so many times that I just start looking for new things. And so now I'm, like, I don't believe that Kubrick filmed the fucking moon landing and <laughs> and that Danny wearing a Apollo eleven sweater is his way of announcing it to the world. I don't believe any of that shit. Uh-huh. But like all the other stuff, like there's been all kinds of weird analysis of the dude in the bear outfit giving the other guy a blowjob on the bed that Wendy sees. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? And like, why does why does the chairs behind Jack move in certain scenes? Like one is being told by like an unreliable narrator and, and one shot isn't or whatever. Um, So there's like tons of depth to it. But I was thinking I, I just couldn't help myself of like looking at the food and being like, where the fuck are they getting milk from? Right. Like it just doesn't seem to make any sense. I don't know. I'm weird. And then I also watched something I hadn't seen since I was a kid. Uh huh. I rewatched Time Bandits. Okay. Um, it's a it holds up remarkably well for a kids' film from the eighties. Um. It's it's a strange film. I mean, it's definitely Terry Gilliam like oh yeah, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And you can see where like things from Brazil come from and like um you know, stuff like stuff like that and like there doesn't seem to be a coherent plot until the end of the film. Like there's, it's almost like vignettes of like, mm-hmm. let's go hang out with Napoleon, right? And then let's go hang out with Ag- Agamemnon, and like there's. If you didn't have Kevin as like the analog for the the viewer, right? It would really make no sense. But for some reason, it kind of holds together. Um, And I I was I was just genuinely pleased that I I liked the film as much as an adult as I think I did as a kid. I mean, and I don't know if I watched it that much as a kid, but I mean, it was definitely something that I had seen. Yeah. But like they wind up at the Um, Titanic at one point, like. Like it's it's weird.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll be getting a remake of that. So
0: are we really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why? without dwarf no dwarves
0: but that's the whole point isn't it
1: well it was Terry Gilliam's point
0: Well, it's nice to see um, Kenny Baker outside of R2D2 yes and I didn't realize that the main dwarf Randall mm-hmm. is the guy that killed himself Um, they were in the middle of making a Star Trek episode for star trek yeah. Next generation and he didn't show up for work and they went to like his hotel and and found that he had killed himself in the oh hotel. wow yeah but you can find that like footage of him um doing that role on like youtube and stuff
1: oh i'll check it out
0: uh david rapaport hmm but like Shelley Duvall's in it, Sean Connery's yep. in it, it mm-hmm. in a couple of points. Apparently, I was reading on IMDb that they sent Connery the script, and in the script, it de- it described Agamemnon as um, looking exactly like Sean Connery, but as a as an actor they could afford. And I guess he thought that that was funny enough to, he, he reached out and said, I'll do your film.
1: Uh, speaking of, of remakes, Uh um, I, I watched, um, quantum leap.
0: Oh, the new one.
1: Well, I watched a couple of episodes of the old one and then I watched the new one and, um, yeah, not really a fan.
0: <laughs> Did you go back and watch the old one of the, again after that? No, because
1: no. that one wasn't good either. Oh. It, it's very dated. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I watched a lot of Quantum Leap growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there there definitely is a lot of dated references and stuff in there. Um, I remember the one where he leaps into like Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. And it was just as like the movie JFK was coming out. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those weird Hollywood things of like, Oh, well this movie's coming out. So let's make a bunch of TV that's based around that as well. Um, and so like, yeah, I remember like he, he jumps into like a, uh, retarded kid in one of them and like there's this whole shock and awe of like what it's like to be a retarded kid and it's like well now you're making you're making people feel even worse like like it it was definitely weird yeah but what's wrong with the new one is it just as bad
1: yeah it uh, I don't know it it just didn't hit any any high notes for me um, in this episode, and I think this was the first episode, he it he's in a bar, uh, looks to be like the 80s, and um, some guy starts hitting on him. Okay. And it takes him a little bit to realize that he's jumped into a woman's body. Oh, okay. Who's a bounty hunter, and um, yeah... I don't know. I don't know if I'll bother watching a second episode.
0: I mean, isn't it weird that like like us the time that we grew up in is now considered like oh if we're gonna do time travel we can go back to the past, we can go back to the eighties. Right. Oh God. Make me feel old.
1: Uh yeah. Well, we're not gonna take it. Came out forty years ago.
0: <laughs> don't say that.
1: I'm serious
0: I know that always that always hurts whenever they're like this this song is 40 years old and it's on classic rock
1: Uh uh-huh it's like fuck Uh you
0: no it's not
1: (laughs) Aerosmith on the oldie station
0: (laughs) yeah yeah they remade Back to the Future today and they traveled back from to the past it would be like 1985 Uh uh-huh like that's fucked up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's totally fucked up. Because watching that movie, it's like the 50s. Holy shit, that was a long time ago.
1: That was so long ago. Yeah. Nope. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, it. it's kind of sad that, there's, that pretty soon there's going to be, like, generations who've never heard of Gilligan's Island or Bewitched or...
0: Yeah, I mean... Anything
1: all, we grew up on. All
0: that's just going to... You're just going to get like lost to the time
1: Brady bunch. Yeah. What's that?
0: I've watched, I've watched the Brady bunch with my kid. Yeah. Just to, to like expose her to it. And she was like, I, I don't get it. Like, what is this about? No. And I said, but you have to understand they didn't have like cell phones and computers and shit. Right. Like, like they go, they went outside and they got in the trouble and then they had to like figure out how to glue the vase back together. Mhm. And she was just like, I don't understand. I was like, oh. Okay, never mind
1: that's because she's into anime now
0: well yeah you know yeah. she's
1: into that, that devil worshipping stuff
0: there's nothing wrong with that uh, yeah, I didn't say there was the devil.
1: you can worship anybody you want it's that's a free country
0: <sighs> that's the way it's supposed to be yeah but yeah yeah, all that's gonna go away.
1: Very sad.
0: And it's not like there's so much fucking content now that even. Well, it's th-
1: just it. It's oversaturated. It's like in the old days, it was like you could see the same episode of Gilligan's Island, you know. Yep. Three or four different places on the same day.
0: Yep. Come home from school and turn on one of the three channels, and either Brady Bunch or Gilligan's Island was on. Yep. And it's like okay, like. There's, there's shows from like the late nineties that I'm like, whatever happened to that show? How come I can't watch that anywhere? And it's been forgotten the time I, right. I can't imagine like when my kid grows up, like if the planet's still here that like she'll, she'll ever have an inkling to be like, gee, I wonder if I should go back and watch mash. Like mash is one of the seminal TV shows of the seventies and the eighties. Right. And no kid today is going to want to watch a, a show about the Korean War. Right. So, I don't know. It's just weird. Well, about we that could
1: stuff. make a, a funny show about the Afghan War. <laughs> that would be hilarious.
0: Sure. Except they won't do that now.
1: Everybody walking around wearing crocheted blankets. <laughs> <laughs> With these funny looking dogs.
0: There you go
1: yeah yep my childhood is dead
0: it is isn't it yep good god Jeez. what a bummer mm-hmm it's no way to end the show
1: oh well how about Donna Mills cameo in Nope she's from Knott's Landing
0: yes she was
1: and she must have paid a lot for that face you know there are people oh that's what i was going to talk about this week
0: what oh okay
1: (laughs) more bad plastic surgery
0: oh okay who
1: uh david hasselhoff was on the goldbergs and holy shit
0: is that bad
1: oh my god it's horrible like why do you do that to yourself and why did somebody let you out of the house
0: <laughs> oh my. Yes. Okay. I know it's all vanity. I know they think that it makes them look younger or whatever. Mm hmm. But the idea that he has no gray hair at 70.
1: Well, he's wearing a wig. Is he? Yes. That's a wig. In the Goldbergs?
0: The Goldbergs
1: weren't. Oh no! In general, I'm
0: saying in general.
1: Um. Well, yeah. That's a thing.
0: I. Oh. 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 Okay. I just pulled up a picture of the Goldbergs. Holy shit. Um. But like in general, like older movie stars trying to fucking fake people out with dyed hair. I don't yeah. get that. I'm fucking almost. I'm 48, and I've salt and pepper hair, and it's. I'm just like it's me, like yeah. I, I know they're actors, and like their look is tied into their self worth and all that shit. But fucking age gracefully, Jesus Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was Stallone.
0: Oh yeah.
1: He's he's got a. I don't know what network it's on. He's got another series coming up, King of Tulsa or something. Okay. That, that he's doing, uh, you know, press for. And it's like, did you ever see, okay, so this goes back a while. There was a British TV series called Spitting Image.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: Where they were these, these, the, do you ever see the, the Genesis a video for Land of Confusion with the puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's that guy. It's that company that did those puppets. Oh, okay. So they're like celebrity lookalikes. And that's what these people are starting to remind me of.
0: <laughs> I can it's see like, that. Yeah.
1: Why? It's like, God, I could make millions by just setting up in Hollywood going, Yeah, you're not going out of the house. I mean, but for every, every like, 50 bad plastic surgery accidents, you get, like, a a, re, a McIntyre. Right. Who looks fantastic.
0: I mean, uh, one thing I will say for Stallone, at least he's got gray hair and, like, gray beard and shit now. Uh, like, it's not like Arnold where he's pushing 80 or whatever it is with jet black hair. Yeah. Like.
1: Uh, Maybe he's got good genes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I. Mm.
0: I mean, it's like John Barrowman, man. Like
1: he's looking plastic too.
0: At one point, he decided that he was he was going to stop coloring his hair. Yeah. And he made this whole thing about aging gracefully, and this is what he looks like naturally, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they were like, "We're bringing Captain Jack back." The fucking doctor who for a couple episodes and ever since then it's been dyed again and it's like dude you're not fucking fooling anybody
1: yeah but that's a character he's playing he's not playing John Barrowman trying to look young
0: no but now but now John Barrowman just will dye his hair all the time and like I don't know Uh, it's just it's just weird I don't know. I guess my self-worth isn't tied into like my hair color or whatever. Yep. Cause I have no desire. Cause I've, I make jokes. Um, like my kid will say something about the gray beard and I'm like, and, and I'll make a joke about it and she'll be like, you should dye it. I'm like, no, like yeah. this is, this is me. This is who I am. Like I'm not dying my fucking beard. And, but there's all kinds of people that do. And I guess feel bad about themselves because they're getting older. And it's like, well, you're gonna get fucking older. Sure. Like, I don't know. Just weird. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm aging gracefully. That's all I care about.
1: Uh, I was gonna give you Botox for your birthday.
0: Mm, Nah, it's fine.
1: No. Nah. Shoot you up with some uh, botulism. Nah. No. All right
0: don't paint me orange don't fucking you know no hair. you
1: don't want a bad spray tan you don't nope. want to look like George Hamilton
0: nope George Hamilton, Hamilton.
1: that's another person people aren't going to know about
0: is he still alive
1: uh he used to be an American housewife a few years ago
0: is George Hamilton still alive uh yes oh he's he's, th-
1: he's 83
0: oh it looks like he's done some like t- no that can't be him what the fuck is this
1: I don't know AFC, I can't see your George screen Hamilton.
0: oh yeah yeah he did
1: he did a, a one of those oh, kernel okay. commercials alright
0: but still like super tan yes okay sure
1: he's he's got a couple of recent projects one in post and one from 2020 um the classic of course is Zorro the Gay Blade have you ever seen that no oh you have to see it (laughs) okay you have to see it.
0: There's a picture of George Hamilton um, on Google Images and the, it's from page six in, in England, so take that with a grain of salt. But it says, George Hamilton spotted looking a little weathered, and he's like red and like looks like his face is peeling. I could see that. Oh.
1: Oh. Yeah, I see it.
0: So weird. I'm telling you there's got to be an age where you just kind of subtly go away.
1: Yes. It's like um um witness relocation.
0: Yeah, there's some island somewhere of like famous people. Yep. Where they go to die?
1: They they, you know, plug them into the matrix. <laughs> Uh, Yes. It's funny. And it's true.
0: (laughs) We're living in the Matrix.
1: Yes. I think there's nothing wrong with living in the Matrix. How do we know this isn't the Matrix?
0: We don't and we'll never know. That's right. While there is, I guess there is um, enough evidence to suggest that this is all a simulation. Right. It would have to be my simulation.
1: Would it? So I'm just like, a, I'm just an NPC in your simulation?
0: Yes, because I can't ever experience your life when True. you're at a site out of mind, t- technically you don't exist in the simulation. Sure. So I've got to go with my simulation, which means you're having a simulation or are you? Yes. Like there, there's a whole weird rabbit hole we can go down.
1: Our simulations are, are merging at some point,
0: which would be, and, the then, matrix.
1: and then they, and then they diverge.
0: That would be the matrix.
1: Mmm. All right.
0: It's apparently there's some kind of there's some kind of um, evidence that it that supports that. Okay. I don't know what that is, but but because I can never experience anything through your eyes, the simulation oh, would have to I, be mine.
1: Unless we join the quantum leap project. Well possibly then we could jump into each other
0: ooh sexy <laughs> <laughs>
1: and on that note
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess there's nowhere to go but
1: yeah I think he just did it
0: all right cool all right well if you want to get in touch with us you can always send us an email info at dancemonkeypodcast.com you can follow us on Twitter Facebook YouTube let us know you're listening so until next week this is Chris this is John have a good week
1: Bruce smashes buildings, I smash forth walls and bad endings, and sometimes Matt Murdock.